0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding, and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When I was growing up, my nana's favorite swear word was ruddy. And I grew up thinking it was an old-fashioned word and not nearly as bad as other swear words I came to use as an adult. According to online sources... The definition of a swear word is an offensive word used especially as an expression of anger. But where do you draw the line with swear words? What's okay? What isn't? And why? Dr. Matt Beard is a fellow at the Ethics Centre. He's also the father of two young children. Hi, Matt. How are you? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, Now, offensive is the key word here, isn't it? I mean, what was offensive 20 years ago may not be offensive now um, what are some swear words that we would laugh at today that were once rude words
1: oh look I, I think there are, there are so many right like in my household growing up stupid was a bad word you know you could call something silly because that was speaking more to behavior but to call something stupid was to make a judgment about someone's intellect or their cognitive abilities so that was that was bad but I mean I don't know that from an ethics standpoint I'd want to think about it purely through the lens of offense. I think I'd want to go a step back and say, well, what kind of person do we think is revealed when someone says something that we think is offensive? Because I think that's our big fear when we're raising children is not that our children will swear, but that that swearing is indicative of something about our child's character that we don't stand for, that we don't want our child to be that kind of person. And to me, that makes me think that it's actually more about the kinds of attitudes that we take to other people and to the situations that we find ourselves in. We want children and adults who approach the world with a mindset of care and respect, and to be mindful of the fact that our words have an impact on the people around them, and our actions kind of have ripple effects out into the world. It's really hard to define in advance what's going to make something offensive or not. But we can, in advance of a situation, try to encourage children and adults to think about every person around them with respect and an attitude of care. And I think that might be what's sitting at the heart of the conversation around swearing.
0: All right. Well, if we could use one word that I find quite perplexing in whether it's offensive or um, whether it's going to hurt someone's feelings or if it's just a swear word at all is the word bloody. So in my house, my husband says it a lot. My son has started saying it. And each time I'm like, oh, please don't say that word. It's a swear word. And then they'll say, why? It's just a word. And I think damn they're right okay um (laughs) I'm not sure where I stand on it so how would you take that prism that you just explained there about wanting our children to have a care for those around them um, with a word like bloody I think you
1: to take the the approach that I'm advocating for here we don't want to think about it on a word by word basis we want our we want to think about and this might be a strange way to frame this, but we want to think about what makes for a really good swear. You know, when, when, is, when <laughs> would swearing be a marker of excellence of, um, of someone who genuinely <laughs> understands the situation that's in front of them? Because there are, there are times when we would think that swearing is entirely appropriate when someone who was deeply frustrated by something that they were righteously angry about, it would be um, it would be a marker of their passion and their concern that they swear. And I think that's the lens that I would want to take to it. And the other thing that I think is always important, you know, and again I come from the the perspective of thinking about this through a kind of an ethics based lens. And one of the things that we always say in ethics is that we need to interrogate our kind of default settings around what we believe is okay and not okay, because so often they come from a cultural construct or they come from moral beliefs that might've been mistaken or outdated. And so we do need to put them under the microscope. And so if our default setting around a particular word is, my child is too young, that's not an appropriate word to use. One of the things that marks me as a good parent is that I encourage my children not to swear. I think we need to have a little bit of curiosity firstly around why it is that our child wants to use that word in that context and secondly why it is that we have the aversion that we do and do we actually have good reasons. If we're pressed by our child or by someone around us and, and, and we don't feel like we have a good answer justifying our position it's really tempting to then Invoke some ideas about hierarchy, right? Like I am the parent, you're under my roof, and these are the things that we do and do not do in our household, kind of thing. But there is another option, which is to go. You know what? I need to think about this. I need to go away and and actually take some time to reflect on why is it that I felt a bit stumped when I got challenged about this. Maybe you do need to go out and do a podcast episode around it to really get to the bottom of it. So I, (laughs) I think it's a noble thing that you're doing here to try and figure it out.
0: So if we could use the word bloody, I know we're not going on individual words as such, but if I am to take what you're saying and apply it to my own situation, would it be looking at the word itself and saying, okay, um, if I get upset because my six-year-old's saying bloody and I reflect that, in fact, what I'm really worried about is people thinking I'm a bad parent, okay, that's not a good reason. But if I hear him use the word bloody saying someone's a bloody idiot... Then those words aren't appropriate, and that that's a more ethical consideration in terms of him not wanting to use well, the word.
1: Maybe I think that it's also about understanding that words words reflect beliefs; they reflect kind of ideas. Um, and and when when someone calls someone a bloody idiot. My, my first thought is to ask, well, was, was the person being a bloody idiot in the situation? Um, you know, is again, is this a, a, an accurate way of, of using the language? And does my child understand the connotations of using that rather than saying that they were being a silly billy? So, so understanding the nuances of the, the language, I think, is important because they do reflect um They do reflect slightly different meanings and they're going to have different effects on the person who hears it and it's important that we pay mind to those kinds of effects so i think i think whether or not it's the the term bloody or not i think is to me less important than that underlying sentiment that well okay my child thinks someone else is an idiot why do i need to encourage my child to be more curious about what's driving this person's thoughts do they need to be more empathetic and I'd feel that way if they described the, the person as an idiot, or if they said, I'm smarter than that person, or it's actually partly about the attitude that that statement reveals rather than the words itself. And I don't think we do ourselves any favors when we focus on, on the words alone, independent of the kinds of beliefs, understandings of the world, um, social awareness, and all of those questions that sit behind the use of a particular word.
0: It's interesting you say that because um, when we were preparing for this interview, we posted on our Facebook page, the Babyology Facebook page, a post that was about swearing and a lot of the comments that followed were from parents who said their child had sworn, used a strong swear word, but that um, they didn't mind because they had said it in context And they felt like it showed they had good comprehension. (laughs) And I wasn't, I myself wasn't sure about that argument, but I'm wondering what you think of it.
1: I think it's not just about comprehension as knowing, like, you know, I know where in a sentence to drop the F bomb so that it makes grammatical sense. I think there's another kind of comprehension, which is does this circumstance that I find myself in warrant the use of a swear word? Because I am feeling particularly strongly. Because a thought has come to me that has just flattened me in some way, whether it's something that's that's shocking that's happened to someone I care about, or a thought that has that has reframed um, the way that I think about things. Like you know, I, I give a lot of talks, right? I give a lot of lectures, and um, for academics, and I often often talk to to kids as well. Um, and there are times when I want to drop kind of a challenging idea, and I want. Them, the kids or the adults, the listener, to just stop for a second and go, fuck, I've never thought about it that way before. And th- that's exactly the response that I want to elicit. And it's not that I want them to use that grammatically correctly. It's that I want I want them to express themselves in that way if that captures accurately the way in which they've been affected or shaken by what's been said. That's the kind of comprehension that I'm looking for. And again, I go back to that kind of weird framing, which is like, what does virtuous swearing look like? What does excellent swearing look like? We often have kind of beliefs that (laughs) swearing is always a marker of bad character. Swearing is always a marker of what we would call a vice. And there are a lot of beliefs tied up in that. There are classist beliefs tied up in that. Um, There are a number of different ways that we can be affected by, you know, what we think is appropriate or not. But if we thought about kind of what what kind of person is revealed through the act of swearing? Does it reveal them to be someone who is cruel or, or nasty or callous or maybe even just someone who's a bit lazy with their language? Well, that's not so great. But if it reveals someone who is passionate, who is caring, who is sometimes just playful because, let's admit it, sometimes swearing is fun, I'm not so concerned about those things.
0: Lots of um, other parents on this comment thread said that when their child swears or if they hear their parents swearing, they say to their kids, look, that's an adult word. Only adults use that word. It sounds problematic to me to explain some words to kids as this is what adults can use and not what children can use. Is it problematic? Look, I'm inclined to think that there's, there's a lot of nuance that's lost in that. It frames all
1: swearing that kids do as inherently bad because they're not adults by definition. And it also frames all swearing that adults do as good by definition because they're adults. But as adults, we can and do swear badly. We swear poorly. We, we use swearing as an outlet to express kind of anger or frustration that probably we'd be doing better if we if we took a deep breath and tried to exercise some patience in that moment. I don't think that it's a matter of adults versus children. I think it's a matter of good swearing versus not good swearing. You know, we I, I make a podcast that's about ethics for kids. So we deal with conversations that seem incredibly complex and that a lot of people would say it's inappropriate for a children's audience. It's inappropriate for children to be discussing these subjects because they're things that they ought to understand when they're older. Our view is that actually, you know, kids are remarkably competent and they understand as much as we give them um, the faith that they can understand and do the work to help to understand with them. But the idea that we also kind of somehow magically hit this age where we stop being a child and start being an adult, and then we immediately know how to do all these adult things really well, it's just a fantasy. If you tell kids that they're absolutely never allowed to swear but they can when they're grown ups, then you will get a whole bunch of grown ups who don't know how to swear well and you'll get a whole bunch of kids who are swearing because it's taboo and because they think that's an adult thing to do. I think that there's much more um, much more value to be done in saying, well, this is this is why people can take a certain attitude to swearing, but this is what we want. This is the kind of person that we want you to be and we apply that across the board. In every circumstance, whether we're thinking about the way in which our kids play with other kids, the way in which they process their emotions, whether or not they're using their words or whether or not they're swearing, and we think about it in the way that we're swearing, and we model that to them as well. We often say that this is an adult thing, but then we only we, we do our best not to swear around kids, or when we do, we swear and then we say, you must never do that. And, and so... <laughs> we're immediately setting ourselves up for hypocrisy, right? And there's there's nothing that whether you're an adult or a child, there's nothing that stinks more than hypocrisy. It's It's such a clear marker as, well, I don't really need to listen to what you're telling me right now. So I think there's much more work to be done in saying, swearing is not a special thing that we should put on a pedestal. It's a way in which we communicate and express what we're thinking and feeling. But like any word, we want to use it in the right context and in the right way. And like any action it can have an effect
0: on the people around us that we need to think about. You have given me so much to think about, Matt. Thank you so much for Absolute your time Absolute pleasure. Today. Thank you. That's Dr. Matt Beard. He's a fellow at the Ethics Centre. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at parentbrand.com.au. See you next time.